2015, so seven years ago, one of the things that we put forward, and I, I remember saying this a whole bunch of times, um, attack politics, divisive politics, negative, stirring up of hate, hate and fear and differences. The dirty secret is they work. Mm. Even back in 2015, they work to get mm. you elected. Even back you in 2015. Do that. You can mobilize and get elected. It's just what we're seeing is that once you've used those methods to get elected, it becomes incredibly hard to govern responsibly for all mm. citizens in bringing people together and getting big things done. Because once you start you know, churning up anger, it just it just feeds on itself. And if you're not continually throwing fresh raw meat at it, right. um, it, 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 it will get away from you entirely. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's where we're seeing uh, in Canada a certain number of, of you know, people who stirred up that starting to, to starting to have it sort of turn back against them a little bit. Can you can you first of all, I tr I'm not saying this to be conspiratorial or like conspiratorial. I at first thought this was a deep fake. I still I'm trying to locate the entirety of this clip. I thought it was one of those deep fakes. If, if for nothing else, set aside the absolute insane gaslighting, the insane. I don't know if this is confession through projection or just publicly admitting and then realizing he's admitted more than he intended to admit because he does say it specifically about himself in 2015. Set aside the tone uh, of the tenor, I should say, his voice. Like, I, I was like, what's up with the vocal fry? Well, when I got elected in, in 2015, so seven years ago, one of the things that we put forward and I like scratching his head, like everything about this. I'm just going to go to the chat and see if this is, if this is, um, <laughs> I see FJT. I, I tried to make a joke, you know, people said, what does FJT mean? And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, this is too much. I, I remember saying this a whole bunch of times. Um, attack politics, divisive politics, negative, stirring up of hate, hate and fear and differences. Those people are putting us all at risk. They're putting at risk their own children and they're putting at risk our children. This is the guy now reflecting, pontificating on its, I, I, I say it's divisive, not divisive, but I don't care about that. This is the guy pontificating on the politics of division. The dirty secret is they work. The dirty secret. They, the, it's not a dirty secret. It's a known secret. You're just the dirty person for employing it. I say that with full awareness of confession through projection because I don't like Justin Trudeau. I don't say nice things about Justin Trudeau. I believe there's substantive critique, but I tend to try to draw the line between Justin Trudeau and the Liberal Party as a political party and Canadian citizens at large. I, I, I tend not to fight with the citizens over the foibles of the leaders of their political parties. Even back in 2015, they work to get you elected. Sure, yeah. You can do that. You can mobilize and get elected. Exactly like he just did in 2021. Extremists, misogynists, racists, anti-science, anti-vaxxers. They take up place. How do we tolerate them? Listen to this guy talking about the perils of the very politics of division that he just stirred up, shoveled heap of heap of gasoline onto within the last year. I guess it's more than a year now. Tabarnush. It's more than a year ago. Of the last year. It's just what we're seeing 
is that once you've used those methods to get elected, it becomes incredibly hard to govern responsibly for all citizens. In No poo-poo, Sherlock. We're, we're off the swear words. I swore yesterday more than I should have. I'm going to go back to clean talk. No poo-poo, Sherlock. It becomes increasingly difficult to govern when you've alienated no less than 20% and maybe upwards of half the population. Yeah, it becomes very, very difficult to govern when you've called women who were vaccine, I'll say jab reticent because they were afraid it might have an impact on their menstrual cycles, which it does, by the way, spoiler alert, CTV caught up with the news. We're going to get there today. It becomes very difficult when you've demonized people who don't want the government telling them what goes in their body. Women who don't want the government telling them what goes in their body. Black Canadians who don't want the government telling them what goes in their body. Native, Indigenous, Latino who have the same problems specifically because of what the government has been doing to these groups, to these citizens, to these demographics for the last hundred plus years. Oh, he knows. Bringing people together and getting big things done because once you start you know, churning up anger, it just it just feeds on itself. And if you're not continually throwing fresh raw meat at it, right. um, it, 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 it will get away from you entirely. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's where we're seeing uh, uh, in Canada. And, he try, and he, now now he's just he's realized, by the way, at this point, that's this whole this whole like, holy crap, I've just described everything I've been doing. I need to find a way to put this blame on somebody else right now. That's what he does in the last section of this clip. Holy crap. I've just described my M.O. from 2015 to 2022. Now I've got to blame someone else and, 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 and pass the buck on to somebody else. How do I do it? Here. A certain number of, of you know, people who stirred up that, starting to, starting to have it sort of turn back against them a little bit. Maybe he is talking about himself. It's, it's turning back against you, Monsieur Trudeau. And pas à peu près, comme on dit en français, Colis. Colin de Bin. Um, good, good afternoon, people. Happy Friday. It is Friday. It is Friday. I'm just reading a chat here. I thought, I thought this was about me. I appreciate I gesticulate with my hands when I talk. I don't think I do it in a Gavin Newsom sort of like, what the hell are you doing with your hands? Are you doing ninja kung fu? I don't think I do it like Justin Trudeau. I do it with purpose. And also I do it because I'm unable to sit still. Um, it's Friday. We're heading into a weekend, but uh, when what you do day in and day out is read the news, follow the news, and um, follow the law stuffs. The only difference between Friday and Monday or Friday and Saturday is whether or not uh, you have a window of quiet at home when the kids are at school. This week, school was canceled um, Wednesday and Thursday due to Hurricane Ian. Kids are back at school today, so I have some time. How's everybody doing? Let me bring up a super chat. I was watching the EMA meeting today. The balance is tipping against him having activated it. That is the Emergency Measures Act meeting today. It, it, for anybody who doesn't know you've been living under a rock or not, you know, you're brand new to the channel, the Emergency Measures Act, when Justin Trudeau invoked it in February of, what's it, February of this year? It, it feels like a lifetime ago, in February, March, whenever he, it was February, he invoked it in February, to, to violently suppress the Ottawa convoy protest. Justin Trudeau, the man who just the day before yesterday tweeted out how the Iranians crackdown on peaceful protest and its treatment of women is, is a violation of human rights, in, intolerable. This is coming from the guy 
who literally invoked the Emergencies Act to violently suppress the most peaceful protests all go out and say Canada has ever seen and possibly the world. It, January 6th, I don't think was defined by violence. I don't think it was an insurrection. I think it was a, a protest that got out of hand in certain pockets. Whether or not January 6th is defined by the violence that the media has defined it by, more or less up for grabs. The Ottawa protest was three weeks, three and a half weeks, of the most peaceful, orderly protest, though I have ever seen in my life, shoveling the sidewalk, salting the sidewalk, feeding the homeless, cleaning up the streets, cleaning up garbage. It was, oh, but there was honking. There was honking for five or seven days at the beginning. Traumatized. Terrible. Uh, Justin Trudeau lectures Iran for cracking down on violent protests and abusing of female protesters in particular. Justin Trudeau violently cracked down, invoked the Emergency Measures Act. It is the, what followed the War Measures Act to violently suppress the most peaceful protest. In so doing, violently assaulted uh, veterans, protesters, women. Uh, at one point, the RCMP accidentally discharged uh, a tear gun canister at the leg of a credentialed journalist, point blank. Arrested Tamara Lich, detained her for two and a half weeks on mischief charges before releasing her. This guy, this guy now is talking about the politics of division. It works so well. So now they're having the hearings as to whether or not it was justified to have invoked the Emergency Measures Act. And um, it's not going to go well. The RCMP has come out and confirmed that they weren't consulted. They wouldn't have asked for it. They didn't need it. They had all the measures in the world that they needed to quell this protest. Uh, Mark Mendocino or Mendocino, whatever his last name is, lied in questioning in saying that the RCMP specifically asked for it. Uh, lied about there being threats of a certain type of assault of a sexual nature on women walking around Ottawa, like the, like, like the truckers were just walking around groping, groping people as, as though they're, you know, as though there's someone else who was accused of groping a reporter back in 2000 and apologized for it, that being Justin Trudeau. So anyways, they're having the hearing now. It's not going to go well. It's not a coincidence, although maybe it is, but it's not. You know, at, at this time, uh, they're compiling uh, evidence. They're compiling websites to document the protests, to show how peaceful they truly were, how absolutely unnecessary invoking the Emergencies Act was, how absolutely abusive it was, how absolutely shredding of the very fabric of Canadian society uh, its impact was. Fox Fox says RCMP. No, that was United Nations soldiers. I saw those rumors. Can't substantiate them, but I know that I saw RCMP, Sudbury Police. Um, uh, what is it called in Quebec? Sûreté de Québec. OPP, you, you had like multiple branches of, of police in Ottawa with stun grenades, with batons, pepper spray, snipers on roofs, drones in the sky, armored vehicles. Justin Trudeau comes out and lectures Iran on violently cracking down on peaceful protests with an emphasis on abusing female protesters. Oh my goodness. So anyhow, it's not going to go well for them. Uh, we're going to go to Rumble. I should have checked if we're live there. We're going to go to Rumble in a few minutes. We'll just get us get a start over here. Uh, let me see where we are on Rumble. I know that I know that we're on Rumble. Son of a beasting, where is it? Rosemary Barton. That's not it. Eh, give me. I'll just. I'm going to open up a new window, just to make sure that we're live. We are live. Booyakasha. I see it. Sweet. Um, on the menu tonight. Today. Pun intended. Uh, the New York City mayor, the New York City mayor uh, is uh, going plant-based meals at hospitals. 
three hospitals in New York City now, now offer as the default option plant-based meals because the, the new crisis of the day is meat, apparently. Bad for the environment, bad for the body. So New York City governor or mayor, Adams, who I'm sure has um, bigger fish to fry, <laughs> bigger steaks to grill, pun intended, uh, with all the problems that are going on in New York now, it, the, the emphasis is on plant-based meals and what more vulnerable group to target to give them the default option, which under, it starts as a default option and then it just ends up as the option. Hospitals, we'll get there. Um, this, this video that's been making the rounds of a Canadian actress who got Bell's palsy within two weeks of a certain other medical intervention. Um, and then put out a video about it. This is last year. People are seeing the video for the first time now. I saw the video for the first time now, but it's an older video. We're going to go through that video. And we're going to go through the, the ideology, the pure indoctrination that has to go on in somebody's brain where they say, this happened to me. I, nobody's a doctor here. She's making the statements. And I do it again because it's what we have to do. We'll get there. Um, politicizing Hurricane Ian. It's, it's, it's outrageous. It's shameless. And uh, CTV News is catching up to the news. Th those, those racist, misogynist, anti-vaxxer extremists who were reluctant to, you know, take this thing. Well, it seems that some of, their, some of their concerns might be actually being proven in real time. Let's start with, I think, what is the least interesting story of the day. Changing the diet, people. Because meat is bad. We should all be eating bugs. We should be very happy about it. High in protein, low in cholesterol, and good on the environment. Just, you know, let's go under your fridge and sweep out tonight's dinner. That's what the, the, that is what the future holds, and it looks beautiful. Mayor Adams, New York City, and H&H &H CEO Katz announced successful rollout and expansion of plant-based meals as default option for patients in New York City public hospitals. If, if you've ever had a captive audience, a hospital in New York is your captive audience. Let's, let's start with them. And uh, they, they, it'll be very hard for them to fight back. The, the lobby, their lobby power is going to be very weak. New York City Mayor Eric Adams. Let me see. We're looking at the same thing. We are. Good. Oh, gosh. And New York City Health and Hospital CEO Director Mitchell H. Cassidy announced that culturally diverse so I didn't realize quite how bad this was based on the tweet. Culturally diverse plant-based meals are now the primary dinner options for inpatients at H&H &H, whatever hospitals. The dinner program expands on the healthcare system's successful plant-based lunch default program launched in March of this year, which now boasts a 95% satisfaction rate. Do you know what I would guarantee is a falsified statistic or at the very least a highly selective statistic? A highly manipulated statistic. The 95% satisfaction rate. Do you know why? Because even when you had meat on the menu, I don't think you have a 95% satisfaction rate of hospital meals at in general. Well, it's, not, not, it's 95. Oh, it looks, looks delicious. Can I get an actual picture from a hospital? <laughs> this strikes me as being like, you know, the, the Big Mac as advertised on the sign and show me the real picture. Uh, when it comes to preventing diet-related chronic disease, yeah, let me, if, if they're in the hospital, 
Uh, something tells me that if this were the cause of it, it might be too late. But something tells me, I'm no doctor. I'm just a lawyer with half a brain. The diet-related chronic disease, I would venture a guess, has much less to do with meat-based meals and has much more to do with uh, sugars, uh, highly processed foods, salted foods. I would, I would venture a guess it has to do with people drinking Coca-Cola like it's water because Coca-Cola oftentimes is actually cheaper than water. I would bet it has to do with Twinkies and Joe Louis and Mae West's. And maybe, I don't even know if anybody knows. Highly processed, highly refined sugars, uh, food that is all typically the same color because of its processed nature, than meat, than steak, than beef, than chicken. There's a growing recognition that it's in our, it's not an idea. Oh, this was in the tweet. Since January, we've introduced plant-based Fridays. Plant, sorry, plant-powered Fridays. Some, someone thought that up. And no, notice this capital P's here, plant-powered. See what that means. Into schools, introduced fresh produce into the nation's only municipal emergency food system and expanded the plant-based lifestyle medicine clinics to public hospitals across the five boroughs. Now we are proud to announce the successful rollout and expansion of default plant-based lunch and dinner at all the H&H sites. The transformative program is already changing lives, empowering patients to take control of their health and further cementing the New, New York as a leader in preventative medicine. Holy crab apples. Food is medicine, especially in our moments of sickness. Yeah, that's right. Someone's in the hospital. You want to make sure that they're not getting the most nutrient-packed meals. They're getting plant-based meals. How are you going to substitute for the proteins that you, the proteins, the fats that you need from meats, fava beans, people, fava beans and uh, couscous or hummus. It'll be hummus. Okay. Chickpeas is what I'm looking for. Yeah. It's, it's priorities seem to be misapplied. Um, I, I look, my, my wife, I, I made this joke during the locals exclusive live stream yesterday. My wife is a neuroscientist. I think many of you know that already. Um, and at the risk of misquoting her, it is a scientific fact that the brain requires certain types of proteins, which can really tend to only be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Efficiently obtained through meats. Children's development, they require certain proteins for brain development that you can't get from chickpeas or fava beans. And that is why meat has been an integral part in the physiological, intellectual development of humans. There's a reason it's, it's difficult to get the required proteins when you leave a, a, a diet that includes meat. And there's a reason why there tends to be a texture, uh, a, a general hue to, to veganism in general. Um, <laughs> but the, the idea that, that meats and the proteins in meat are fundamentally unhealthy and the fundamentally unhealthy part of a diet, it's, it's, it is the Band-Aid solution to a, 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 a deep laceration. This is Eric Adams saying, is it Eric Adams? It's Mayor Adams. People are drinking Coca-Cola, Big Gulps, Slurpees, sugar, processed food, crap, through and through. Our, our fix, plant-based. And what is that going to look like? Has anyone ever looked at the ingredients of some of these plant-based items? Barnes and I just talked about it last, was it last Sunday or the Sunday before? Some of these plant-based items, 
the things that are in them, uh, oils, processed, processed products, these plant-based items are not necessarily any healthier and oftentimes less healthy than meat items. But it sounds so good. Give it a, give it a, a think tank solution. Plant-powered nutrition. Capital P, capital PN. It's beautiful. Um, but yeah, they are fighting to get out of the hospital. There's no doubt about that. And now they're going into hospital. Uh, it's going to be the default. And we've seen over the last two years, um, it, it is default until the government says, eh, no, now default, default is now permanent. The mask was optional until the government said it wasn't. It starts off optional. It starts off as a default. And then it just becomes the only option. When will Canadians see that Trudeau is a nut job? Sooner than later, hopefully. <laughs> okay, I'm, not, I'm, I'm no doctor. Emily C. says, in school every Friday, my kid gets Mayor Adams' plant-based lunch. It is awful, and my kid comes home famished. And Emily, you know what probably happens when a kid comes home famished? They go and eat shizzle. In the, in, they eat crap. They come home. All they want is a quick fix. When you're hungry, you don't want to eat carrots. Uh, but yeah, does beyond me make you bite people? But no, they, they give they give them crap at school, uh, not crap at school, a, a crap tasting meal in hospitals. They'll have no choice. I wonder if it's I wonder how long it's going to be until you can no longer bring in contraband food from McDonald's or whatever. They're gonna they're gonna force people to bring in crap to substitute for the crap. And like you say, kids don't eat the crap. They come home and typically binge on not the healthiest of stuff. Anyhow, so that's it. New York is, uh, is, is leading the way with all of the problems beyond compost. Uh, so, but there, oh, no, so the funny, let me see if I can get my tweet. Because I've got a theory, people. I'm no, I'm no doctor. My theory is this. Look, I had, I had one other theory. I had a theory that conversion, you know, people converting to Judaism, totally unnecessary because back in the day, from the religion from which people would be converting? Well, back in the day, everyone was Jewish. So if everyone is Jewish or the descendants of, nobody needs to convert. Anyhow, a rabbi did not buy that argument for me. Uh, but I've got another theory, which I think is equally compelling in a humorous sense, not to be taken too seriously because I don't want people pretending that this is a serious comment, but it's a funny joke. Cow is literally the definition of a plant-based meal. My theory is this. How can cow be anything other than the product of grass if all the cows eat are grass. I think a good steak is the ultimate vegetarian meal because it consists only of the byproduct of consumption of grass and water. But um, I, don't I don't expect that theory to, to gain much traction. Who knows? Uh, by the way, so I, 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 I forgot that Hunley was live at 1.30, so as, as a tribute to me overlapping with him, I'm wearing his beautiful merch, which he sent me. It's actually quite comfortable. Uh, it's, it's, my, it's my sleeping shirt. You got to have meat. There's no question, period. It, it, it's, it's, but everyone, has lived, everyone who has lived through the food pyramid, do you remember what it was? I mean, I don't remember exactly how it went down, but it had milk. It had milk and cheeses, meat vegetables and grain like bread once upon a time was sold to us as being healthy um and then at one point in time who remembers this eggs were told to be bad for our health too much cholesterol very bad for you avoid eggs and if you have to consume eggs take out the yolk 
And I believe we've come full circle in that now the theory is that all of the nutrition, all of the nutrients are in the yolk. You can get the protein from the white, but the, the yolk has the nutrients. Eggs are good. Meat, you know, you can have lean meat. It's, it's, it's not bad for you. In fact, some will say it's absolutely necessary for vital development, and I tend to agree. Mm. Slice your steak extra thin and call it Beyond Salad. So anyways, that's it. Cows, uh, I, I, in as much as everyone originated from a group 2,000 years ago, cows are derived from consumption of grass only. Therefore, they can only be the product of grass. There we go. Uh, let's see here. A, a plant-based diet can have meat. Mediterranean diet is a great example. More veggies and whole grains and meat to add to the meal. Not the showcase of the meal. I, I think we, we all agree that, was it Aristotle's golden mean or was it, it was Aristotle's golden mean. Moderation. Extreme moderation. <laughs> uh, my food pyramid is wings, sushi, and hoagies. I try to stay away from the processed crap because it just doesn't make me feel good. But uh, There was an article at one time. They said eating eggs were worse than smoking. Hold on. Let's see. There's no way we're going to be able to pull. We won't be able to find that right now. Eggs, bad for health. Let's see here. Most people can eat up to seven eggs a week without increasing their risk of heart disease. Well, I have about 21 eggs a week. My heart is good. Is it healthy to eat eggs every single day? Mayo Clinic. Okay, we, we won't find those old articles, which probably only exist in print. I, but I remember it. Eating eggs, I don't remember it being as bad as smoking or that comparison, but I remember them. I remember my mother saying, don't eat too many eggs, you're going to get heart condition. <sighs> okay, well, that, that's the light story of the day. And before we go over to um, the rumbles, let me see if we can get... Let's, let's do... It. Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone rubbish. They're talking about the new book. Um, I think it's uh, Maggie Haberman's new book. Hold on, hold on, before we get there. You skipped my hair joke, and Beyond Meat owner attacked a guy at a football game last week and bit his nose. Shut up! Well, who knows? Who, who knew? The absence of meat makes one go crazy. <laughs> I, I, I didn't miss that joke. I didn't even know that fact, so thank you for letting me know. But okay. Rolling Stone, I, I don't know when they went from entertainment to politics, but like we've always said, and we'll continue to say politics ruins everything, Rolling Stone has now become absolute trash. Uh, they put out this tweet. Um, Rolling Stone. New, Donald Trump assumed that a racially diverse group of top congressional aides at a White House meeting were waiters, according to Maggie Haberman's new book. So Trump hating Maggie Haberman of the New York Times, who is now selling her tell-all book. Uh, I can't even, you had Mary Trump, you had the guy, Wolf, what was his name? I, I don't know how many people have written tell-all attack books of Donald Trump. They're, everyone's trying to make their FU money so they can retire off Trump. Maggie Haberman of the New York Times, uh, I won't call her a failed journalist because I don't think she's a journalist. Uh, a, a propagandist, a narrative-motivated uh, individual, vehemently anti-Trump. She's written her own anti... Oh, she's written her, her book now. 
in her book. I'm not reading it. I'm not buying it on audiobook. I might read a synopsis. Rolling Stone says, according to Maggie Haberman, Donald Trump assumed that a racially diverse group of top congressional aides at a White House meeting were waiters. Rolling Stone, when Democratic leaders brought a racially diverse group of staffers to a meeting, former President Donald Trump assumed they were there to serve food. I would like to like take those, you know, like things that never happened for 800, Alex, and, and just slap this in there. But this is, this is, there's something about this that strikes me. First of all, it's, it's a total load of crap in my mind. It's, I'm, not, I'm not here to defend Trump, but if you want people to stop defending Trump, stop making up stupid accusations against him. I think there are very few people in this world who would assume people were waiters based on race. Now, I can under I could I could envision I could envision um, a scenario where someone assumes someone might be staff or a waiter or something based on attire. If people are dressed in a way that I don't know looks potentially like a uniform, I could envision it maybe happening that way. In which case, what we would probably have is a malicious, dishonest, defamatory uh, manner of interpreting two sets of facts. Okay, a racially diverse group, maybe, who might be wearing a certain attire, which might be foreign to some people, that might look like a uniform, which might lead people to believe X, Y, and Z. Um, I, I can even I can conceive that as being a possibility. I do not think Trump uh, mistook staffers for waiter staff because of race. It's just not something that I think would happen. Donald Trump is love him or hate him. He's been around and would not make that type of mistake, even if someone else might be ignorant or naive enough to make it. But just th to think that way is to make that accusation indicates a method of thought. If, even if I were in a circumstance where someone mistook someone for staff, my initial reflex would not be to assume it was based on race, but probably to go with attire, a uniform, some, some contextual circumstance which might have caused the confusion. To assume it's race to me, is more an indication of the individual making the accusation than the individual against whom the accusation is being made. And that was my observation on this. Maggie Haberman, we've seen pictures of these democratic, uh, politically democratic get-togethers. We've seen pictures of uh, fancy dinners where the staff are wearing face masks and the, 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 the participants, the, the donors, the attendees of the dinner are not wearing face masks. I'm thinking of one in particular with Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi dinner face masks. Am I going to be able to get this? Yeah, this is it right here. God, I love having a memory. It's not a memory. It's a method of, of memory. I remember them having this dinner where everyone at the table is unmasked. And look at the servers in the background, by the way. I, I, when, when Democrat fundraisers occur like this and they have fancy dinners with people paying however many thousands of dollars a plate, everybody's sitting there, they're all unmasked. They're all unmasked, except, except the waiters. The, 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 the dirty cast have to wear masks. And by the way, if anyone thinks it's science and not hierarchy, uh, I've, I've got an energy drink to sell you. This is Perrier. 35 calories, very little sugar. It's good. Uh, yeah, they have their dinners. They're unmasked. 
They're the, the privileged class, the servers um, are the ones wearing the face masks. But, oh, you're not looking at the same thing I'm looking at. Whatever, I, I pulled up the article. But you look in the background, by the way, servers are wearing face masks and you can, you can come to other observational conclusions based on these images. So when I hear a Maggie Haberman type, the Rolling Stone type, the political left, the political elite of the left, making that type of observation, I got to say, that wouldn't have been my first reflex. And if that's Maggie Haberman's first reflex, it might be because it's the way her brain thinks. <laughs> John Yarber says, can't do rants from mobile phones, so just know I'm being a smartass while you were on Rumble. Thank you very much, John. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, he, he assumed that they were waiters because of race. Maggie, thank you for telling me how your brain works. I don't know Trump, but there's an old Mark Twain expression. You can judge a man by the adjectives he uses to describe others. Um, you can judge a person based on the accusations they levy against others. All right, people, now we've got to get into the not fun stuff uh, of today's stream. So hold on. Let me just get the link for Rumble. It's in the pinned comment, but I'll bring it to everybody here, and we'll mosey on over. I hear the dog barking in the background. That dog. Oh, that dog is getting annoying. No, give me 30 seconds, people. The, the, the link to Rumble is pinned. Oh, yeah, I'm an idiot. It's right here. Uh, let's mosey on over there, people, and uh, get this party started. And for full disclosure, this is not so I'm going to go and say things that I wouldn't say on YouTube. This is because I'm exclusive to Rumble now, and I'm in good company. Russell Brand made the announcement this week. Some big names coming to Rumble because it's a platform where you can have meaningful discussion. They're working through some kinks. Stay, stay patient, stay tuned. And I saw another, another uh, super chat before we go over. Ewan Barnes made such a great summation of the Alex Jones trial. It had to be immortalized. Check out Viva and Barnes' summation of the Alex Jones trial and see if justice was done. Great work. Okay. Thank you very much, Winning Reality. Here's the link one more time, people. While you go over there, I'm just going to go get the dog. Hold on. Come on. All right, let's do this. Closing it up on YouTube, heading over to Rumble in three, two, one. I think we're alone now. There doesn't seem to be, everyone is around. That's who's around. Okay, now I'm just gonna go over here and make sure we're good. And we're gonna get into this story. There's, there's aspects of this story that I, that I absolutely despise. I, I felt bad. I still feel bad. Um, and you try to understand. And my goodness, when you look into it, it just goes from bad to worse. Yeah, let's see here, okay. Da, 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 da. We're looking good. We're looking good. Okay, awesome. And I, and I know people, I know that some of you find YouTube much more convenient. Uh, and I thank you for bearing with us on Rumble. I take all of your comments to the Rumble team so they can integrate and uh, ameliorate, improve what they will continue to improve. Um, and uh, I thank you for the patience and the loyalty. Now let's get into this. This video has been making the rounds. And I'll, 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 try to, I'll try to get the, um, this is the video. And, and I, I'm telling oh, you, this I, is not a I'm telling you I find it sad in all respects. This is like 
suffering under the pretext of science has now become a rite of passage into the into the virtuous class. We'll call it the you know the virtue class. Listen to this. Oh, this is not a video I want to make, um, and it's kind of hard to make because as I'm watching myself, I see um, what I'm going to say, which is I have been diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is paralysis on one side of the face. For me, it's uh, this side here, the left, obviously. Um, so I got it about two weeks after getting my vaccine. And I had a rough go with the vaccine, um, and I guess still am. But I have to say that I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. So um, I don't know why I'm making this video, but here's my word smile. It's what we have to do to see people. I, I, I can't tell you the degree to which this upsets me. Um, it's what we have to do to see people. And I would do it again. I'll, I'll come back to this in a second. And I would do it again. Now, the, every time I listen to that, I hear it in a different manner. The first time I heard it as, I would do it again because it's the right thing to do. Um, you know, it's what we have to do to see people. When I listened to it just then, I actually heard it in a way that, like a, like a hostage. It's what we have to do because I want to see people. I, I, I'm an, this is a Canadian actress, uh, apparently. Um, it's her life. It's what we have to do because our government is forcing us to do it to see people. And she does it thinking she's doing the right thing and gets Bell's palsy within two weeks of, of the jab. And apparently the two weeks before the Bell's palsy didn't seem to be going too well for her either. She said, I had a tough time with the, with the jab. Two weeks later, Bell's palsy. But I would do it again because it's what we have to do to see people. This is dividing politics of division, politics of abuse, feeding that fire and, and, and you have to keep feeding it. That is the product of it. But, and, and the amazing thing is the discussion that came out, that, that video was from, based on her Instagram page, it was from last year. Uh, and I said, what kind of person would, would say, I would do it again because it's what we have to do? Depends on how you see it. Either you see it as a source of pride. This is the suffering I've gone through for the greater good. Me getting Bell's palsy, whether, I, whether or not I'd make a full recovery from it, me getting Bell's palsy uh, from a jab that won't even prevent me from contracting that for which I'm getting jabbed. Uh, and even if I get that for which I'm getting jabbed, the chances of me having anything anywhere near as serious as freaking Bell's palsy. <laughs> but I do it again. So whether or not you hear it as, I'm proud of having done it, everyone should do it, take your chances, or I'm a freaking hostage, this is what I have to do to, to get my release. Um, I saw some bad judgment on, on that person's uh, 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 Instagram feed where she took a kid to a... Um, to a drag show uh, and, and posted the pictures of it, which I thought was, I don't know if it was her kid. I presume it was her kid, but to a drag show, posting that with hashtag drag, drag show or drag queen, what was it? I mean, the, the type of mentality that would say this is, I, I still support this after it, what it did to me. We're living in, in a time where people are ab ab victims of government abuse. 
and they deal with it in, in various ways. Some of them have taken this jab and have now got to convince themselves that it wasn't a mistake, they weren't abused, it was either the virtuous thing to do or they had no choice. Did I, did I shut down that, uh, hold on. I, I'm, not, I'm not showing the, the, the I blacked out the, the kid's face, but yeah. hashtag drag queen. The, 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 this, is, this is what we're dealing with in, in the world in which we're living. The people dictating science are the, also the people promoting taking children to drag shows and, and, and proudly posting these images to the interwebs as though maybe potentially a child wouldn't necessarily want a picture of them at a drag show out there in the interwebs for an eternity when they turn, when they become adults. Uh, but that video has been making the rounds. It's not a new video. Uh, the actress apparently made a full recovery from what I can see, as if that changes anything. And when I posted this, I don't like these stories. I found it very upsetting. I found it very sad in all respects. But the person takes to social media to then say, I do it again. Everyone out there, you're morally required to do this. If I did it, and this is what happened to me, I'll be damned before you weasel out of this, you coward, and say, my body, my choice. You're going to do it too. You're going to do it to your kids. And if you don't do it, I'm going to demonize you. That's, that's the mentality of what's going on in Canada. Special thanks to Justin Trudeau. Um, and we, it's not, I'm not a doctor. I can read. I can think. And I can also wait and remember for when the conspiracy theory of last year becomes the news of today. Here, listen to this, people. Did I, um... I'll go to the article first. Here, look at this. What, 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 do you remember when they were called, when Justin Trudeau was calling people who didn't want to take the vaccine? Miso Wait a minute, that didn't make any sense. Misogynists, racists, anti-vaxxers, anti-science, extremists, Taken up place, do we tolerate these people? That, that, that awful man is going to now lecture us on the politics of division. I, I remember when they were saying, it's not going to affect, it doesn't affect, no evidence, no evidence it affects your menstrual cycle. Hold on, don't take my word for it. I've got a memory because I remember systems. No evidence vaccine affects menstruation. No evidence. We have to go back because it was in 2021. Here we go. I, I don't know if this is the right article. No evidence that menstrual disorders are triggered. Are, are triggering, are being, what the fudge? No evidence that menstrual disorders are triggered by COVID-19 vaccination. September 20, 2021. No, no evidence. This may or may not have been the right site, the right article, but th that was the news back in the day when they were pitching it. And when they were imposing it on everybody, making them get it, it's the only way you're going to see people again. That's what they were saying. Oh, what a, what a difference a year makes. It's almost as though um, safety data requires the passage of time. And a year later, you would know things that you didn't know a year earlier when you said trials didn't show anything. Although I, I guarantee you the trials showed it anyhow, but set that aside. A year ago, September 2021, no evidence. A year later, evidence. Conspiracy theory last year is now mainstream news. This is from CTV News, state subsidized propaganda. COVID-19 vaccines linked to temperate, temper. Now they say it, 
First it's no evidence, then it's temporary, and then it's your shit out of luck. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no evidence that it affects sperm count. Temporary reduction in sperm count. Oh, next year, what's it going to be next year? I won't make the prediction so someone doesn't take it out of context. What's it going to be next year? From doesn't exist to it exists, but it's temporary. What's the next possible step? COVID-19 vaccines linked to temporary. It just puts a pause on your menstrual cycle. New study confirms. I, uh, from what I understand also, it also reduces sperm count. Luckily, I've had my kids already. And luckily, I haven't done certain things to my kids. Researchers have been observing the various effects of the COVID-19 vaccine on menstrual cycles since many menstruating people. Oh my God, I didn't even see this the first time I read it. They don't want to say women. Justin Trudeau's virtue signaling propaganda machine doesn't want to use the word women. Menstruating people. Uh, what are menstruating people, Alex, for 800? Are they women? These are the people now that are telling you about science. Trust the science. Menstruating people. I, I, I can't get over the, word that, the world that we're living in. Defund the, C, defund the CTV. That's, that's what I'm... Research, uh, researchers have, began, began, have been observing the various effects of the COVID-19 vaccine on menstrual cycles since many menstruating people... Women is an offensive term. Women, you've been erased. Women are no longer uh, the only uh, entities that can menstruate. Apparently, women have been erased from, from physiology. Very progressive of you, CTV News. Began reporting changes following vaccination. Now, 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 a new global study confirms the link between a temporary increase in the menstrual cycle of some individuals as a result of the COVID-19 vaccine. That means, a what do they say? Temporary increase in the menstrual cycles means more bleeding, if, I, if I'm understanding it correctly, which could lead to things like anemia, which could lead to things like other issues. I was once TMI. In as much as people can menstruate, if it just means bleeding, yeah. I, I was once anemic at one point for one, I used to give blood all the time. And then one time they turned me away because my iron was a little low. And I suspect it had to do with hemorrhoids, uh, not menstruation, hemorrhoids. Um, but, you know, all that to say is I, I know from experience that, you know, women who bleed uh, too much during their menstrual cycles can become anemic with all uh, a variety of other issues. And from what I understand also, it has been just interfering with cycles. But the study conducted by US-based National Institute of Health, the NIH, why wasn't this study done earlier? If the excuse is that we didn't do it earlier because we didn't think it was possible, you're idiots and you belong out of a job if not in prison. If the excuse is we didn't do it earlier because it required a year's worth of study, you're idiots and you might belong in jail for rushing studies, telling people something that you had no legal or lawful or factual reason to tell them, basis to tell them. You know, telling someone we don't know is different than telling someone this is a matter of fact, but we don't have the basis for telling it to you. It won't affect your menstrual cycles. Well, we haven't done the studies yet. Well, then it's a lie. That's a lie. A positive affirmation of, of a fact when you do not have the factual basis on which to make that statement of fact, it's a lie. It might even be, turn out to be true by luck that a, a, a guess you made as an affirmation of truth turns out to be true. But if you didn't have a legitimate basis to make that statement of fact, it was a lie when you made it. Now the NIH, now a year later, they found that the increase in cycle length resolved for most 
of the nearly 20,000, for most. It, oh my God, the study conducted by the NIH found that the increase in cycle length resolved for most of the nearly 20,000 study participants following that, for most. It's not, they're mostly solved. How many? Right, we'll see if we get there. How long? What happened to those who didn't get it resolved? What, what the heck? I mean, I don't care if it's one in 20,000. That's a big number. And what happened to them? The international study included participants from Canada, UK, United States, Europe, and other areas of the globe who received any of the nine different COVID-19 vaccines. The study examined at least three consecutive menstrual cycles prior to vaccination and at least one cycle following. Of the 19,622 participants, 14,000 change were vaccinated, nearly 5,000 were not. For the unvaccinated participants, the research looked at at least four consecutive cycles of a similar interval. The study reported that those who were vaccinated experienced an increase of less than one day in each cycle in which they were vaccinated, citing on average a 0.71 day increase after the first dose and a half day increase after the second dose. Meanwhile, participants who received two vaccines, two vaccine doses within a single cycle experienced a lengthier increase. Two doses within a single cycle? Is that to say they're being jacked up with two vaccines within, I guess technically it could be upwards of two months, but as, as little as one month? Compared to those who were not vaccinated, those who received one dose per cycle only experienced an increase by 0.2 days, while a further increase was reported for those who received two doses in what yada yada yada. In respect to the changes to menstrual cycle length, stress, both infections and non-infectious, can impact women's cycles, which is a necessarily sensitive barometer when something is off. Oh, when something is off, says Shirin Kalyan, adjunct professor of the Division of Endocrinology and Metabolism at the University of British Columbia. Are we are almost at the bottom. Yeah, so let's just finish this. It is reassuring the changes that have been noted appear to be mostly short-lived. So I don't want anyone to be unnecessarily worried. I, you, you use that word again, mostly. Can, can I know what happened to the people for whom uh, it's not over? <laughs> mostly means that some people, it wasn't short-lived. What happened to them? Kaylee says that more research needs to be done to understand the phenomenon. Yeah, things you could have told me before making the vaccine mandatory. Things you could have said to the public before shaming them into undertaking a medical procedure, knowing that you knew you needed to do more before you could know the things that you were saying were the case when you said them, when you had no basis to say were the case when you said them. Say that five times in a row. More research is needed. No feces, Sherlock. And I'm fairly certain that's what a lot of people who were dubbed racist, misogynist, anti-science, anti-vaxxer, extremists who take up place and should they be tolerated? I'm pretty sure that's what they were saying from the beginning. But thank you, CTV News, for you know, getting ahead of the curve as relates to menstruating people. We need to look into signals when they arise. That's what theirs was for. Theirs, by the way, was not intended to be a case-by-case -case confirmation of the adverse effect. It was intended to be a barometer, uh, looking for signals. When you see blips, you say, oh, something's wrong. Not, oh, let's write all of that off, and now Varus means nothing. We need to look for signals when they arise, unless they come in through Varus, in which case we dis disregard them entirely, which is what the researchers in the recently published study in BMJ Medicine did. This is especially relevant for new technologies like the mRNA delivery platform for COVID-19, for which we have had very little relative clinical experience prior to this pandemic.
While a change in menstrual cycle length under eight days is considered normal and may be of low interest to healthcare professionals and researchers, the study says that perceived changes in a bodily function linked to fertility may be alarming to those experiencing it and contribute to vaccine. Oh, no, sh- no, 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 sh- no poo-poo, Sherlock. It might. You know what else might contribute to, to vaccine hesitancy? Being used as human guinea pigs in real time. Being told you're a racist, a misogynist, an extremist for asking the questions that hitherto had been the basis of science. Notably, separate studies have found no connection between COVID-19 vaccination and risk of infertility. Oh, I'll come back to you in a year, CTV. In August, a different study found that some individuals who received the COVID-19 vaccination temporarily experienced heavier bleeding than usual. Let me just see something here. That last study, that last sentence, no connection between COVID-19 vaccinations and risk of fertility? Hold on. Let me see. I, I thought I, I thought. Oh yeah, right here. <laughs> COVID that COVID nineteen vaccination temporarily impairs semen contraction and total motile count among semen donors. I, I'm sorry, CTV News. Did, did you not just say? Did you not just say? Uh, hold on. I, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I'm sure that's what I just heard. I'm sure that CTV just said. Notably, separate studies have found no connection between COVID-19 vaccinations and risk of fertility in menstruating persons. Because I'm fairly certain uh, impairing motile count specifically impairs fertility in non-menstruating persons, also known as men. Are we going to refer to these people as ejaculating persons? It it reduces the total motile count uh, among ejaculating persons. Among sperm doning persons. Yeah, no, no. That's, that's fantastic, CTV. Um, hold on, hold on. Uh, let, me just, let me just give you all the link to this one so you can go read it yourselves. Uh, reduces sperm count. I'm sorry. That, that, in my book, is a reduction in fertility for, for ejaculating persons. Oh, where, where was my... Uh... Oh, that was the article. That's why. Okay, hold on. I'll get, I'll, get the, um, I'll get the tweet in a second. You took the crazy shots, LOL, says blue smoke. Two, 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 two. I did. I know why I took it. And yes, it was, uh, I, it was pressure, I, internal and external. I, I, can't, I can't blame everybody else. It was my, it was my decision, and I had my, I had my rationale for doing it. Um. And if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have held out. I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not that strong of a person. Maybe, maybe I'm that much of a coward that I wouldn't have held out. Who knows? What is done cannot be undone, but I sure as heck can rage, rage, rage against the dying of the light. Uh, so that was the CTV News article. Pure horse crap. They are now confirming what some people have been saying for a long time. They are now confirming what was the basis for demonizing women as anti-science, selfish nutcases. They call them menstruating persons. And then they go out in the end of this article saying, there's been no studies that shows a decrease, for, uh, a decrease fertility, except for that study that shows that it decreases a sperm count among ejaculating persons. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with, I'm sticking with, um, <laughs> I am sticking with ejaculating persons for a long time. Oh, that, that, uh, 
Okay, no, hold on a second, hold on a second. That's not what we want to get to. That's the wrong article. Ejaculating persons. I, I put that on a shirt, but I don't think I, <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, so here we go. This was just, uh, this was the, the, the tweet. Um, and and I, I have to just point it out. C- CTV is among the recipients of um, Justin Trudeau's $600 million bailout because they do such great journalistic work that they get to what other people were saying a year ago a year later and they still they still mess it up menstruating persons because the ctv news doesn't have the courage to say women doesn't affect fertility when they seem to be unaware of studies showing it reduces sperm count in ejaculating persons aaka men um and there, there were other uh outlets reporting this even earlier maybe a few months earlier i thought i saw an article in the guardian maybe a year ago confirming that this was the case, but no, CTV News finally got around to it. I guess now it's politically popular enough for the CTV News to um, defy the agenda of their supreme leader, Justin Trudeau, and finally tell a smidgen of truth. A little, a little late. <laughs> Jacquea says, I am a sperm ejaculator. I wish I could highlight. Highlighting comments is what I want in Rumble ASAP. <laughs> so yeah, the ejaculating persons. Hold on, I just flipped my camera. Uh, all right. Well, what was the fact check that I just pulled up? So a- end of story. Um, CTV News is is just insidious propaganda. Uh, you've all also seen a video. Uh, this video. Are we looking at the same thing? Yeah. Here, watch this. If you're in a state where, let me be clear, if you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, Mm -hmm. like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now. Everything is more complicated if you're not vaccinated. I think I talked about this the other day. Or natural disaster hits. Let me be clear. Get vaccinated now. Everything is more. People in the chat, did I talk about this the other day? I'm losing my mind. This video was from last year. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to get to that in a second, uh, Vicky Lynn, 1974. But did I talk about this video earlier this week? Mm, you know what? Even if I did, we're, we're going to live with it. I'm going to see now. But get vaccinated now, people. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. If you're in a state where hurricanes often strike, like Florida or the Gulf Coast or into Texas, a vital part of preparing for hurricane season is to get vaccinated now it sounds like the guy selling you a car and he's saying like you're gonna take your car to canada to quebec a vital thing you got to do you got to get insulated windows i mean I, I can't think of anything stupid enough like idiotic enough to say you're gonna you're gonna oh you're taking uh, your, your canoe into the water you got to get um bug repellent insulator which is a great invention that i just came up with right now it's idiotic. This is like used car salesman level idiocy, inanity. Hurricane season's coming, get vaccinated. And this video, by the way, just so everybody knows, it is from last year. I have a feeling we, we, we already covered this this year, but this is from last year. Uh, I found a fact check on it because it's glorious. Let me see what the chat is saying. I covered this last year, last week, earlier this week. Yeah. Okay, so people think I did. Uh, bear with me. Anyhow. Uh, it was from November. He said this in August 2021. 
And the fact checkers want to paint it as though people are misunderstanding that Justin, that Justin Trudeau, uh, Joe Biden, he wasn't saying that vaccines will stop hurricanes. Um, it's missing context. The verdict, it's missing context. He urged Americans in hurricane-prone states to get vaccinated, to be prepared for situations such as evacuations. Because, um, yeah, okay, that wasn't what I wanted to bring up anyhow. I, 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 and I don't know if, my, if the ultimate point that I wanted to prove was just these, the fact checkers in the media um, have, uh, they no longer are government watchdogs. They are government lapdogs. And it's embarrassingly grotesque um, what they're doing. They're working for and on behalf of the government instead of looking to keep the government in check. And, and here's another good example. Rosemary Barton. Does everyone remember the, the residential school uh, scandal in Canada? Like in, in the summer of 2021, the media was reporting on the discovery of mass graves in Canada. Mass graves, Canada. You just, you go through the, um, the news at the time. Canadian, this is from Wikipedia, that's not, well, let's just go to news. Mass Graves Canada Residential Schools. It, 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 for whatever the reason, in 2021, the news was about mass graves being discovered and how thousands of Indigenous children vanished in Canada. This is March 2022. Mass grave of Indigenous children reported in Canada. New York Times, May 28, 2021. August 1st, Canada residential schools were a horror. June 24, Canada, 751 unmarked graves found at residential school, BBC. For whatever the reason, it was the summer of 2021 that the media began emphasizing suddenly taking a renewed interest or to many a new interest in purported mass graves, unmarked graves of Indigenous children. And to many people, it sounded like uh, they were recently only discovering mass graves, which would indicate something of, of, of a form of explicit genocide, that it was hitherto unknown, and that they were only now discovering these mass graves, unmarked graves, containing uh, in the remains of indigenous children. The reality is that that situation, which is known as the, the, the horrific uh, outcome of the residential school system in Canada, residential school systems were government programs uh, uh, in uh, pursuant to which the government took indigenous children from their families, put them in government-run schools that were run by the church for their own good, because at the time they said assimilation is for the better, is for the, is for the greater good of indigenous children. It's the only way to integrate them into Canadian society, assimilation. So we took them from their families as children, sometimes involuntarily and arguably even the voluntary uh, elements were not so voluntary, put them in these residential schools, as they were called, where they were abused sexually, malnourished. Uh, they got diseases. Oftentimes, uh, in fact, no, I won't say oftentimes, but there was evidence of experimentation on Indigenous children, not giving them certain medication, uh, watching the ravages of certain disease afflict these children, physical sexual abuse, all sorts of Horrific stuff. It, it was known for at least a hundred years. It was known for decades 
at the very least. It was known. It was known for so long, and yet media ignored it, by and large. Uh, the last residential school in Canada shut down in 1998. And um, there was an entire commission called the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, which looked into it, prepared a massive report, documented all the children that disappeared that were unaccounted for in the residential school horror system, list of their names. They submitted the report in 2015. Justin Trudeau has been in office since 2015. Not a peep. Mum. Radio silence. Until the summer of 2021. Who, who knows what happened in the fall of 2021? Federal election in Canada. The, the media, it, it, they, they pretend in the summer of 2021 that there are these massive discoveries of unmarked graves, mass graves, when they had known about them for decades. And at the very least, since 2015, when they had a, a list of the names of the children who were unaccounted for from the residential school system. Not a peep until it's election season. And then you get... Apologizer-in-chief, exploiter-in-chief, Justin Trudeau, getting his media to start all of a sudden describing it, mass graves, unmarked graves, photo ops, him kneeling over what I understand, in fact, wasn't even a, an indigenous mass grave. It was, I, I, I don't know the details on that story. Photo op, photo op, photo op, make it a political issue, make it as though, oh, we've just now discovered how horrific this was. We're going to make it better, reelect the Trudeau government. Listen to this article. This is uh, Rosemary Barton of Political Host. I thought she was at CBC. Nah, whatever. Um, here, let's, let's read this. We won't go through the whole thing. But doctor who blew the whistle on atrocities of residential schools honored in Ottawa. Dr. Peter Bryce exposed high rates of illness, death among Indigenous children. 100 years ago, the former chief medical health inspector, of what was then known as Canada's Indian Affairs Department walked through the doors of a publishing house in Ottawa. He carried a manuscript called A National Crime. It was published in 1922, 100 years ago, detailing the appalling and deadly health conditions in government-funded residential schools. On the second National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, Dr. Peter Bryce is being honored with a plaque in front of the very same building of the publishing house that released his work, James Hope and Sons, at 61 Spark Street. It allows us to more critically think about our history and to uplift and celebrate some of these great people who resisted all the wrongdoing. We can go, we, we can go on here, but all of this to say, I'll, 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 cut the, I'll cut the article here. Let me close this one down. A hundred years ago, they knew. 2015, they had the Truth and Reconciliation Committee ultimate findings. Names of the children that didn't, uh, were not accounted for. They, just, they, they couldn't locate the graves, but they knew that they existed. Not a peep. Justin Trudeau barely even um, focused on getting the indigenous drinking water. I, I don't know how many reserves are still under a boil water advisory. 2021, you go to Google, Mass Graves Canada. And all of a sudden, just uh, let's just do CBC. CBC. Remains of 250 children found buried at former BC Residential School, First Nation says.
it only became an issue and the media only took a renewed attention in it when it was election season. And, and by the way, uh, hold on, let's just get the picture. Get the image, we have to get the image. It was this image right here. This is, this is what it's worth to Justin Trudeau. In, in office for six years by this time, not a peep until it becomes a photo op for an election season. Look at this. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau lays a teddy bear at a small flag in a field prior to a ceremony at the site of a former residential school where last month ground penetrating radar detected a potential 751 unmarked graves in Canada. I recall there being a story to the location of this photo. Anyone in the chat who knows? But that's, that's, that's when Justin Trudeau takes a renewed interest. Come with a teddy bear, take a knee, after six years of utterly ignoring the problem. And his media lapdogs that he, that he rewards so handsomely just take the bait. Uh, anything says, didn't Lauren Southern do a documentary on these graves? I think you might be right. The boxing cat said he's so phony. It's, it's beyond phony because, you know, uh, um, so that's that. Let me just get, uh, close this down and pull up. Let me see if I can get Nate Brody's uh, letter of demand to Christopher Boozy. There is, there is a uh, internet drama afoot. Nate Brody, for those of you who don't know, uh, you all know Nate Brody, Nate, the lawyer. Can you email me the letter of demand question mark? I might go over it now during the stream. Smiley face. Nate Brody, uh, part of the LawTube community, has issued a letter of demand to an individual named Christopher Boozy, who has created some, some, some app or some you know, software called Bot Sentinel, which rates people's Twitter feeds on a scale of good to bad, and then is responsible for getting people yeeted off Twitter, demoted on social media, or lambasted by mainstream media uh, if, you know, if, if they draw the attention of the media. And um, the individual behind Bot Sentinel, Christopher Boozy, has, has made some allegedly defamatory statements against Nate based on a sound clip from a live stream Nate did in which he said something which could be interpreted ambiguously if one were to interpret it maliciously in absence of all fact uh, about the statement is now the, the allegations that Nate Brody admitted to having planted evidence on people that he arrested. Um, the individual was told to take down the uh, comments and refrain from making them uh, and, and retract and has not yet done so. Oh, so here, Rebel News has proof the Greys are just an old septic field. I, I, I'm not affirming that as fact because I can't tell that right now, but I, I just remember with that particular picture, there was an issue with it that, that made the rounds at the time, and maybe it wasn't, and maybe I'm, I'm wrong. But um, So that's that. Let's see if I, if I, if I get the letter from Nate, I'm going to bring it up. Uh, but hold on, what we're going to do right now. So Nate, Nate sent a letter of demand. He's got Ron Coleman representing him. So 
the, the, the stuff is getting real in the Twitterverse. Now, let me see what, there, what else there was here. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up was the study on climate change. Okay, thank goodness. I remembered now. I, I don't know why that wasn't in my uh, backdrop. So the title of today's stream was From Vaccines to Hurricanes. And that was my segue to get vaccinated, whatever. Uh, th there will never be a shortage of people who are disingenuous enough to exploit a natural disaster one way or the other. Um, I said, you know, once upon a time, well, I, I, I frequently cite this, David Mamet's Every Fear Hides a Wish. It's a, it's a very beautiful poetic um, observation. Sometimes, think from, a, I'll, I'll take a non, what's the word I'm looking for? A non-offensive, non uncontroversial um, iteration of this. Everybody does have a fear of getting sick. Everybody has a fear of, of getting sick, you know, um, seriously sick, not like, you know, missing a day of work. There's a fear there. But then, and maybe I'm just, you know, projecting and speaking for myself. Behind every fear, when you say every fear hides a wish, look, I fear, fear, fear. I don't want to get sick. You know, but if I get sick, oh my goodness, I have an excuse for anything and everything. There's, a, there's other iterations of this and take like the politically charged iteration. I sure hope, I'm so scared that there's going to be devastation in Florida. I'm scared. I don't want their, I don't want people's homes and lives and livelihoods to be ruined. But if it happens, my goodness, am I going to go exploit it for political purposes? My goodness, am I going to go out there and say climate change caused this hurricane and DeSantis is getting what he deserves for denying climate change? And, oh my goodness, any death and any destruction and any, any you know, consequences of a natural disaster. I fear it won't happen, but if it does, it's going to give me political fodder against DeSantis. Now I can, you know, we've, we've moved on from the, uh, we've moved on from Martha's Vineyard. Any, any, any destruction that I think might have, could have been potentially avoided or minimized, I'm going to blame DeSantis. Every fear hides a wish. And when people run around saying, I sure hope everyone's going to be okay. And I, I hope everyone's going to be okay. I, I fear for the worst. And then when something bad happens, they seize on it. Well, there they have just allowed their wish to come to fruition, which was baked into their fear in the first place. This hurricane, I haven't been sharing the clips because it's just too idiotic. Don Lemon on CNN. I grew up in Florida. Things are worse now than they were then. Fear. And the wish is that it's worse now than it was then so I can use it for political purposes. They're blaming this hurricane on climate change. Uh, directly, like, like directly. Like, there's a study that we're going to look at in about five seconds. They've attributed the percentage of, of, of increased severity from this hurricane on climate change. Let that sink in for a second. Does it sound impossible? Studies have shown this hurricane was 10% worse, 10% more destructive because of climate change. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds so idiotic because it is idiotic. But let's, we're back to CTV News. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see the crap that is coming out of their digital mouths. Study finds that climate change added 10% to Hurricane Ian's rainfall. Hmm. <laughs> Freeway Frank. I'm going to have Freeway Frank on the show one of these days. If anybody doesn't know Freeway Frank, he was on the radio in, in Montreal, a pillar of, of the Montreal community. Freeway Frank responds, study also finds CTV added 100% bullshit to this tweet. <laughs> wow, that was a really fast study and conclusion. Impressive.
It's so great. Not peer-reviewed. Oh, dude, you just, you just spoiled the surprise. Let's go read the article, shall we? The study. It's a study, people, so you know it's got to be accurate. Oh, my goodness. Let me just see what the chat's doing. Hmm. And when I was growing up, there was no chemtrails, Don. <laughs> That's from North. Anything that is not likely since the... Okay, sorry. I won't get too distracted by the chat. Um, and don't, I don't want anyone getting any rumors that I have a cold. I, I, I have something on my nose that I want to... Neither a cold nor, nor drugs, people. Just... Okay. Now I've drawn everyone's attention to it. Why don't you shut your face, David? Shut your mouth. Okay. Study finds that climate change added 10% to Hurricane Ian's rainfall. Oh my goodness. Methodology, people. I, I, I'd like to know how you conducted this study. Let's just go and see, shall we? Climate change added at least 10% more rain to Hurricane Ian. A study prepared immediately after the storm shows, people. Immediately. It was, they, had, um, they, had, uh, <laughs> they had two uh, containers. One said... Uh, with climate change, and the other was under an awning, and it said without climate change. <laughs> you see what I did there? That was funny. Uh, Thursday's research, which is not peer-reviewed. I mean, the problem with stupid fake news idiots, do they not learn from their mistakes? How many non-peer-reviewed studies were retracted after publication? In, the, in recent memory, I can think of at least one offhand. Um. Today's research, which is not peer-reviewed, so let's publish it anyhow, compared peak rainfall rates during the real storm to about 20 different computer scenarios of a model with Hurricane Ian's characteristics slamming into the Sunstein state in a world with no human-caused climate change. Do we all know what arguing from a conclusion versus towards a conclusion looks like? It looks like this. We have baked in our conclusion to the premise of our computer simulation. This is so stupid, I can't, I, 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 this is so stupid, it's beyond words. I'm speechless. Let's just read that again. Thursday's research, which is not peer-reviewed, compared peak rainfall rates during the real storm to about 20 different computer scenarios of a model with Hurricane Ian's characteristics slamming into the sunshine state in a world with no human-caused climate change. The real storm was 10% wetter. than It was 10% moister, if we ask Justin Trudeau. It was 10% more moist than the storm that might have been, said Lawrence Berkeley National Lab climate scientist Michael Weiner, study co-author. Michael Weiner, you deserve to be out of business. You deserve to never do another study again, or at the very least, never have one of your future studies ever taken seriously again. Michael Weiner, I'm going to remember that name. If I see a study published by Michael Weiner, I am saying bullcrap, tearing it up like Nancy Pelosi tore up the State of the Union. I'll do it properly. Do I have a shredder? I don't think we have a shredder here. I'm tearing that up. Oh, my God. We, we did 20 different computer simulations in a world with no human-caused climate change. What does that look like? And my goodness, have simulations been good to date? Let's just ask that guy from uh, the Imperial College. What's his name, people? 50 million billion. Angie is asshole. 
from Zeburs. And Viva Fry, even peer-reviewed papers have an unacceptably high retraction rate coming from Pasha Moyer. Right, dude, I know, but like, it, it's like, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot lawyer with half a brain. And I know non-peer-reviewed, they require an extra degree of skepticism. They're not always bad because, I don't know, sometimes you won't get peers to review some stuff if it's, I don't know. Idiotic. Absolutely idiotic. Am I in the right tab here? No, I'm not. Absolutely idiotic. The real storm was 10% wetter than the storm might have been. Wiener and Kevin Reed, an atmospheric scientist at Stony Brook University. All right, Wiener and Reed, you made the list. Published a study in Nature Communications earlier this year looking at the hurricanes of 2020 and found that during their rainiest three-hour period, they were more than 10% wetter than in a world without greenhouse gases trapping heat. Okay. Um... 10% may not sound alike, but 10% of 20 inches, 50 centimeters is two inches, which is a lot of rain. Yeah, something tells me that, I, like, I don't also know this. I'm not a meteorologist. I suspect it was not the rainfall that caused a lot of the damage, uh, but rather the ocean surge. So there's that. <laughs> it, just, give, just give them a mic and they'll talk. Other studies have had the same feedback mechanisms of stronger storms and warmer weather. MIT research, Carrie Emanuel said, in general, a warmer world does make storms rainier. Oh, my good God. This is, this, is, this is the cutting edge of science, people. In a warmer world, with more evaporation, storms are rainier. Except for those places where warmer weather causes massive drought. But, but he said he is uncomfortable drawing conclusions about individual storms. Yeah, because Emanuel, is he on my list? No, it's, it's Wiener and Reed. Emmanuel, you made the other list. MIT hurricane researcher Emmanuel said, in general, warmer world does make rain, storms rainier. But he said he's uncomfortable drawing conclusions about individual storms. Yeah, because he's not an idiot hack scientist who just wants to have his name published in the paper because he's spouting a narrative that some people are going to say, here, here, yay, yay. Yes, global warming bad. It made this 10% worse. It's 10% DeSantis's fault. The business above very, very heavy. Okay, whatever. Printons Vecchi sent an email that if the world is going to bounce back from disasters, we need a plan for wetter storms going forward since global warming isn't going to go away. Now, someone had posted a reply to this and it might have been on the original tweet. That's CTV News. No, it might have been on my response. And it, uh, again, I cannot vet for it. I just remember thinking, hmm, this man makes some sense. It had a graph where he basically said, I, I just compared very summarily the top 25 hurricanes. <laughs> that wasn't it. <laughs> Is that a real picture? That looks like a real picture. And um, the, the, the top 25 hurricanes, a lot of them occurred pre-1960, basically. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it. Do I find it? Come on, fingers crossed. No, I don't know. What these memes are. Well, this is one. Strongest landfall hurricanes, Florida. Although the typo in this meme leads me to deal, deal with a little skepticism. Hold on. Landfall hurricanes, Florida. Let's just go see if we can't find this together. Top landfall hurricanes, Florida history. Don't judge me for my typing. 
Hurricane Ian ranks up. Do they, do they, are they going to give us the other ones? The strongest storm to ever strike the United States was the Labor Day hurricane of 1935, which came ashore in Florida with sustained winds exceeding, uh, my goodness, is that nuts, 185 miles an hour, making it a high-end category form. The storm had a central pressure of 892 when it hit the coast. So 1935. Well, that was, but that was uh, whatever. Okay, so. Oh, the deadliest storm in the modern record to strike Florida was Oke uh, the Okeechobee Hurricane, 1928, which is estimated to have killed at least 2,500 people. Wow. Then you got one in 2017, 20, 2004. Now let's just go back to that, that meme that we saw and see if it has roughly the same numbers. Ah, it doesn't matter. Forget about it. Uh, forget about it. But yeah, so that's it. CTV. Publishing crap. Crap after crap. Okay, let's see what we got here. Yeah, Justin Trudeau skipping the Truth and Reconciliation Day. I'll leave, I'll leave, leave AOC alone today. Okay, that, that's, that story still makes me sad. And I think we got to the stories. I want to bring up Nate's letter of demand because it's fun. It'll be fun to look at this. Uh, okay, scrap that. We're done. We'll go back to the chat and see how everyone's doing here. Oh, we got more Rumble rants. Okay, we got Zuber says uh, Angie is asshole. I don't know who that is. Uh, MSM CPA. There's lies, damn lies, and Michael Weiner. <laughs> it's um, uh, who's the original one? Lies, damn lies, and statistics. Benjamin Disraeli, I think. Angie has monkeypox. What should he do? Who's Angie? <laughs> Dude, Zub Z Z Z Boober bees. Z Booburbsy, who's Angie? Is Angie a hurricane? Okay, Hurricane Angie. There, I got, I got to the third the Rumble rant. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you for the Rumble rants. Uh, let me see if I can get uh, Nate the Great's letter of demand. Here we go. I got it. Okay, I'm going to save as. People, let's stick around. We're going to finish with this unexpected boozy. I save it to my desktop. Okay, close this. Uh, let me make sure everything is redacted because I'm not... Okay, good, good. Either, okay, good. I just want to make sure I'm not bringing up anybody's personal info, even if it is going to be public record. Okay, now I've got to go share. I go share. I go share screen. I go window, and I see the C boozy letter redacted. Good. People, Dylan Law Group, Inc., you may know um, Harmeet Dylan has been on the channel a couple of times. I believe it's her namesake law firm, Ron Coleman. I gave a talk with Ron Coleman in Vegas uh, at the Freedom Fest uh, with Project Veritas' James O'Keefe. Ron Coleman, the judge, I'm going to forget his last name, Kaczynski? I know it rhymed with Kaczynski. Um, Ron Coleman and uh, James O'Keefe. Oh, I love, I love watching. I love reading other lawyers' work because it's so much easier than... Someone says, Janet, Janet, Janetta now says, yeah, this chat was funny half an hour ago. Now it's just stupid. I have not been keeping up with the chat, so uh, don't hold that against me. Let's read this letter of demand. My father always said, it, those who don't do, well, those who make the mistakes are the ones that do things. I'm not going to pick this apart for the purposes of anything. It's just fun to read this. Letter of demand. Uh, 
what, what's another term that they have in different jurisdictions? Letter of demand, uh, cease and desist, whatever it is. This is what proceeds, comes before the lawsuit. Send a letter of demand in defamation, ask for a deletion, retraction, correction, apology, mitigate damages if there's punitive damages in your jurisdiction. And if they don't, which Boozy, Christopher Boozy, is not going to do, then you sue. Dylan Law Group. Uh, I, I'm fairly certain. Let me just see if it's, uh, I know it's Ron Coleman because yeah, Ronald D. Coleman. Uh, maybe I'll make, I won't make any Ronald, Ronald jokes. Okay, that's just the name. I was going to say, there's Ronald, Donald, and yeah, Ronald. So you got Ronald DeSantis, Donald Trump, and Ronald Coleman. Dear Mr. Boozy, they're starting it off soft already. Dear Mr. Boozy, we represent Nathaniel James Brody Esquire, who owns the YouTube channel Nate the Lawyer. We write regarding certain false and defamatory statements made by you concerning Mr. Brody on Twitter beginning on September 19, 2022, and demanding that you delete or, if already deleted, retract the statements made in these tweets. Your failure to do so will result in legal action. Someone online has been dissecting this and took issue with the fact that how can you delete and then retract? Deletion is not retraction, people. Deletion is arguably concealment. But like we discussed actually on Eric Hunley's, Eric Hunley's channel right before we came live here, Nate Brody, who was on the stream, he made the good analogy. Like once upon a time, defamation wasn't like digital. It wasn't printed necessarily. It was spoken, in which case it would be slander. Slander is spoken. Uh, libel is literary, written. Just remember it. But you'd make a statement. It's not because the statement disappeared that it wasn't defamatory. So it's not because you delete a defamatory statement that you've retracted your defamatory statement. Two very different things. Deletion could be the first step, or it could be a step in concealment. Uh, retraction is a formal, I hereby retract the statement that I formally deleted because it was defamatory. Let's see. Oh, beginning on that date until the present date, you have falsely claimed on Twitter that Mr. Brody has lied about his credentials. I heard that. Professional experience. I heard that. Media attention and other matters affecting his personal and professional reputations. You have also falsely stated that Mr. Brody has engaged in criminal conduct and stated or implied that he is currently engaged in criminal or fraudulent conduct. I heard that. The only question is going to be, can he weasel out of it by saying, oh, that's what I understood from what Nate said in the, in the stream. In addition to demanding deletion or retraction of these public statements, we write to place you on clear notice of the truth concerning these matters with the caveat that our immediate concern is the most serious and harmful of these defamatory statements and the failure to include any others is in no way an admission of their truth. We're getting the big ones. If we've forgotten any other ones, this is not a... Um, uh, what's the word? We're not precluded from raising other defamatory statements at a later date. Now, let's see if the boozy bucks are coming here. They've, they've created this thing called boozy bucks, this term. Uh, people are supporting Nate by uh, donating to the uh, fund, which serves the lawsuit, and by supporting his channel with boozy bucks. It's, 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 it is, I say it's hilarious. The internet has a sense of humor. You get everyone together, the good jokes are going to rise to the top. When people now do super chats on Nate's channel, they're called boozy bucks, and it's classic. The COVID-19 vaccine side effects are due to climate change. Sorry for Latining. Uh, thank you for the rumble rant. That was a $5 rumble rant. Okay, back to this letter of demand. Claims that Mr. Brody is not a lawyer. He's going to say, I, wasn't, I didn't say he wasn't a lawyer. I was just asking whether he's a lawyer because I couldn't find him when I looked him up. By the way, boozy, 
I couldn't find Nate either when I was trying to initially find whether or not he was actually a lawyer. But I didn't go out and say, "Is Nate? Uh, Nate's not a lawyer. I took for granted. It was probably because of my deficiencies in either spelling Nate's name properly or looking in the right spots. I remember after we did the first stream with Nate Brody, and for those of you who are new to the channel, go check it out. It was, I think it's, it's, it, it was a great interview because I got to discover Nate Brody. I didn't know him. He had 800 subs when we first met online. And um, we did this stream. And I said, this stream is fantastic. But I realized, like an idiot, I didn't even double check that Brody was an actual lawyer before the stream. I didn't think he was lying. But you just, you never know. So I tried to find him afterwards. And his online name is Nate Brody, B-R-O-A-D-Y. And I couldn't find him in the New York law books, whatever they call them. It's because I was spelling his name wrong. Mr. Brody is a licensed attorney in the state of New York and has been since 2016. Notwithstanding this readily ascertainable fact, on, no, on September 17, 2022, you published three tweets stating or clearly implying that Mr. Brody is not a lawyer. You repeated this claim in a tweet dated September 18. By the way, I remember that. I saw it with my own eyes before Boozy had me blocked <laughs> with everyone else on the internet. Um, hold on, I just lost my I lost thing. You have evidently deleted those tweets, of which we have screenshots. But instead of claiming to have made an error on September 18, you published another tweet in which you admitted that you were aware of the truth when you made the false and defamatory claims that Brody was not really a lawyer, but willfully published these false statements anyway. So for th he says, or you are just, this is, this is Boozy's response to other people saying, um, he is a lawyer, what was your problem? He deleted those tweets, but then published this as a reply, or you are just unable to read in between the lines. So he didn't actually say this, just read in between the lines. I already had the information that Nate was a lawyer and was waiting for someone else to tweet it so I wouldn't be accused of doxing. Reread the thread slowly, haha, <laughs> throw in the insult. So basically, if the context is being accurately represented here, and I have no doubt that it is because Nate, the lawyer, is not going to misrepresent. After publishing the tweets and deleting them, Nate's not a real lawyer, blah, blah, blah. He says, no, I, I knew he was. I was just waiting for someone else to correct me so that I wouldn't be accused of doxing Nate, even though Nate's in the book of lawyers of New York State. So he's saying, I, I did make the false statements. Uh, it was done so that someone would correct me uh, with Nate's actual information so that I wouldn't be accused of doxing. And I knew that to be the case. The conclusion here, which is fleshed out, that Boozy knew the tweet, in, that Boozy is admitting or saying that he knew that Nate was a lawyer. And when he tweeted out that Nate wasn't a lawyer, it was on purpose so that someone would correct him, point it out so that he wouldn't be accused of doxing Nate. Well, that's an interesting strategy, but that might in fact be evidence that you knew Nate was a lawyer when you were publicly casting aspersions, suggesting or if not explicitly stating that he wasn't a lawyer. So congratulations, you done played yourself, Boozy. The claims are false and defamatory. You must delete or retract them or if appropriate, by October 3rd, face legal action. Claims that Mr. Brody engaged in misconduct as law enforcement officer. This is going to be the interesting one. You also made other false and defamatory statements on Twitter, specifically claiming, one, that Mr. Brody was never a prosecutor. That... As a university police officer for the city of New York, Mr. Brody planted evidence on suspects. I saw these tweets. It was 
outrageous. That Mr. Brody falsified evidence relating to criminal suspects and the date. That Mr. Brody is stealing money donated for legal fees in connection with this matter. Bring in the dates. They're false, yada, yada, retracted the leap. You claim Brody planted evidence was presumably based on your understanding of a tongue-in-cheek com- of tongue-in-cheek comments made by Brody in a December 12, 2020. Nate, the lawyer, oh, sorry, Nate, the lawyer live stream. There's the link. Everybody can go watch it because I I think, can I see it? No, it's not a hyperlink. Uh, I saw the clips. If anybody watches that and seriously thinks that Nate, when he, he was talking contextually about how he used to be a prosecutor. He used to be a cop. He knows how those things work. Cops would come to him and he knew that they were planting evidence. He's like, come on. I used to do that shit. And he says, shit. I used to do that shit. If anybody, I used to that shit. I used to be an officer. Yeah, yeah. And then goes on to say, but you know, it, it becomes very difficult when you have to go after these cops for doing illegal things. When he said, I used to do that shit. Uh, if there's anybody who understood that seriously and plausibly to me, and I used to do that shit as in plant evidence versus I used to do that shit as in be a cop, do, you know, work the beat, as they say, you might have misunderstood it. To go out on social media without any more evidence than that, and then say definitively, he planted evidence. Everyone who's been arrested by Nate should challenge their, con- I don't know what he said, challenge their convictions, challenge their arrest. That, uh, and then he pulled the race card that he's doing this to other black men. I mean, it was, it was pretty over the top disgusting. Um, anybody who understood that seriously should check their comprehension skills. And anybody who, without a shred of further evidence of any misconduct, complaints, uh, overturned convictions, uh, accusations of, of illegal conduct, goes on social media and creates an actual movement to go after Nate on this basis, uh, well, you might have just bought yourself a lawsuit. You are advised that the extent you understood Mr. Brody to be admitting to the felonies of planting and falsifying evidence to be actual admissions of a martial conviction, that understanding is manifestly in- incorrect. In fact, no civilian complaint or accusation was ever lodged against Brody for any infraction including mishandling evidence in connection with any arrest in his 10-year law enforcement career, during which time he was also never, quote, written up for any misconduct whatsoever. Being properly apprised of these facts, you are obligated to retract your statements. The thing is, Brody, Brody, nobody watches that and thinks Nate slipped up and finally admitted culpability. Nobody thinks that. Nobody with half a brain thinks that. All right, to the extent that you understood, oh, then bought Sentinel. Um, to the extent you have used the Twitter account of your company, Bot Sentinel, or any other social media resources, including any sock puppet or fake accounts to make or amplify these or related false and defamatory statements about Mr. Brody, these must be deleted, retracted, yada, yada, by October 3rd as well. Um, this is uh, pretty straightforward. Uh, let's see what we got here. Uh... This demand also includes Bot Sentinel's report of the same day claiming that Mr. Brody's Twitter account was disruptive and that people engaging with his account are at some kind of risk of false claim. Uh, this, this, this is where you get into like tortious interference. I don't know. I, I, it's jurisdictional. I don't know what the exact laws would be in, in, in any given state, but you have tortious interference with contracts, tortious interference with business relations. To the extent that Christopher Boozy is falsely saying, and even if it's if it's accurately saying that he's going to go interfere with people interacting with Nate Brody because his company has identified Nate's Twitter handle as being disruptive, which is a joke in and of itself. He's disruptive 
I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the blue, which I don't mind because I think I'm still good even though I use swear words from time to time. Uh, a screenshot of the retweet by you crowing about this presumably rigged report is shown at figure two. All the foregoing, yada, yada, yada. Okay. Failing the same, you and Bot Sentinel and any other person working in concert with you, promoting these false and defamatory statements about Mr. Brody will be subject to legal action to vindicate Mr. Brody's reputation and his legal rights. Our client reserves all his rights in connection with the foregoing. Let's just see if I can bring this tweet up a little bit. Twitter wasn't impressed with Nate's abuse and targeted harassment, so they locked his account for a while. Bot sent his bot sentinel rating is definitely accurate. Whoopsie doodle. Uh, anyhow, that's the letter of demand. It, it, it is going to lead to a lawsuit because methinks um, boozy bot sentinel, they're not going to retract squat. They're not going to correct, correct squat. Yeah. Artistic Freedom says, Viva, your video of the frog was more exciting. No, dude, we're, we're reading a letter of demand is the most exciting thing in law. They're going to get, they're going to, he's going to get sued. And by the way, um, let me see if I can find Nate's uh, give, send, go, Nate. I hope it's give, send, go and not go fund me. Oh, it better not be go fund me. Did he use GoFundMe to do it? I don't know. Uh, whatever. You'll have to go fish around for the fundraiser. He's raised $30,000 for the lawsuit. Not for Nate. For the lawsuit. So they've, they've got full coffers. They've got Ron Coleman of, of D Dylan Law Firm. It's going to be an interesting thing to, to, to watch. <sighs> what, what, which, which frog video are we talking about? Uh, but what do I keep thinking? I'm saying a boot. Oh my God, we've already been for an hour and 41 minutes. Um, let's go to the chat and see if we have anything here. Viva, this is Vicky Lynn, 1974. Viva, exposing the fear tactics they keep using is important. They use it for COVID and they'll do it more for climate change. We need to get to the truth and reality out there so people don't get duped. So question, there's no question. Um, Oh, and then uh, Molten Salt says, Bienvenue, I think Rumble has been getting DDoS'd on top of using backup servers, the hurricane. Yeah, they're, they've been under attack, but uh, that, that means you know you're... <laughs> you, know, you, you, know you're you know you're doing something, something right. Uh, and peeps, I think that's going to end it for the day. I hear some kids that might be back from school. What time is it? 3.15? Uh, and I think we've gotten to everything we wanted to get to today. Sunday night is going to be a big... Um, is going to be a big, a big stream. Uh, lots of news. You know what? Hold on. We're going to end. We're going to end with AOC. I said we wouldn't get to it. Let's just, let's just listen to this. I, I, not that I'm one to talk about backdrops. I'll get to my backdrop in a second. But if you're going to have a bookshelf behind you, get some books on it in a proper manner so it doesn't look like things just got shaken out by a, an earthquake. Is that the same folks? Hold on is that the same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And- um, I What the hell does that mean? 
transgender people are not real. Nobody on God's green or blue earth is saying that transgender people are not real. Nobody's saying that. Where are you going with this? I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. So I've got two questions for this. First of all, let's set aside the bookshelf in the background. Are those prescription glasses? That's, that's the one thing I wanna know. Are those prescription glasses? And if they're not, is her excuse for wearing non-prescription glasses gonna be that they're blue blockers? Cause she's walked into a computer, so they gotta be blue blockers. Let's just listen to this wonderful piece of wisdom one more time. Um, but moving forward, is that the same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu? Um, it, it, COVID is actually, and I believe I'm not even going out on a limb on this, it's a coronavirus. It's a virus. It's not influenza. It might actually technically be like a different form of a cold, but it's the cold virus. Coronavirus has been around for a long time. Whether or not it was more severe than the flu, which is what I think um, AOC means here, the stats might actually back up that it might not have been even that much more severe than a bad flu season. The stats might back that up at some point in time. So AOC, example number one, it might already be problematic. Let's see example number two. That climate change isn't real. Climate change... Um, is a truism by definition. Heraclitus, you never step in the same river twice. All is constantly in a state of change. I don't even think there's people out there who are going to deny that climate change is not real because the climate, by definition, is always changing. What people might deny is that uh, humans or human-caused emissions are what is fueling the bulk of any climate change. They might deny subsidiarily without prejudice to the foregoing. They might deny that humans have any way of changing or uh, preventing climate change. Uh, imagine humans thinking they could prevent the earth from coming out of an ice age or going into an ice age, uh, cyclical changes. So nobody, nobody is saying that climate change does not exist. It just depends on what your definition of climate change is and whether or not baked into that term you are presupposing man-made uh, contributions to this climate change that you're describing. Bad example number two. That January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit. I don't think anyone out there is saying it was nothing but a tourist visit, but people out there are saying the doors were open for some. It was a peaceful protest for many, while others did get violent and actually break the law. If it wasn't what does she call it? A tourist attraction. Is that what she called it? Visit. A tourist visit. If it wasn't a tourist visit, at least for some, one of the defendants would not have been acquitted by a judge who said the police opened the doors and waved him in. So it was, in fact, a tourist visit, at least for one person. But no one is, no one is characterizing all of January 6th as nothing but a tourist visit. Bad example number three. What can you expect from, from from AOC? Carrying on. Are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. Nobody on earth is saying that transgender people are not real. 
What some people are saying is that transgender people biologically are not the same as the, ge- as the sex to which they want to transition or they identify with. What some people are saying is that a biological male who identifies as a female and wants to transition to a female is not a biological female and should therefore not, for example, be competing in sports in classes for biological females. That's what nobody's saying that that trans people don't exist. They do. They're there. They're people, and they deserve the same rights as every other person on earth. Some people are saying they don't deserve more rights, for example, than a biological female when we're talking about a biological male who post-testosterone later in life decides, I feel like transitioning to a woman, more power to you, but maybe you don't get to compete in biological female sports. Nobody says they don't exist. Some people are just throwing out the idea that trans people are not biologically identical to that towards which they want to transition Because if they were, there would be no need for any transitioning in the first place, AOC. But carry on. Three bad examples followed by another bad analogy. And um, I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. Hmm. Oh, AOC. Bless your your soul. (laughs) All right. Uh, And uh, yeah, if you're going to use a backdrop... That's a bookshelf. Fill it with some books. It's not a, don't, you don't have to read the books, but aesthetically, it looks better than um, an empty bookshelf with a flipping typewriter uh, from 1980s. Now, for those who are going to call me hypocrito behind me, what the heck is all of this? Well, actually, now that you mention it, those right there are awards I got in university. Hold on, let's just see these here. Anyone from... Université Laval is going to know exactly what this is. Le Grand Maillet means the big gavel. And this one is Le Grand Maillet 2005, 2005, Maillet Populaire. I was the most popular student (laughs) in 2005. So that's one thing. That right there is a meteorite. It's beautiful. That next to it is an alligator head that we got at um, the holiday uh, airboat Everglades tour. That's an ammonite. That right there is a truck with the logo, listen to this, someone sent me this from after the convoy. It's beautiful, crafted in wood, but hold on, there's, it's a beautiful, it, it actually rolls, the kids love it, listen to this though. Can you hear this? Someone sent that to me. I love it. And uh, I will always... Still going on? Okay, I'm going to put it back here. Uh, and then we've got a bunch of random fossils. That's a mass mortality plate from Green River, Wyoming. That says freedom. That's a printer. Shark teeth. And the silver play button is right there. So, yeah. I, I think I should probably fix up my backdrop anyhow. A little. I need a purple light. That's what the kids are doing these days. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Freedom. 
It was a kid. It was, it was beautiful. Hold on. Okay. Yeah, someone says I'm going to cry. It was beautiful. Um, oh, and hold on. Well, and then you got the, the, the pictures. The, okay, so that's it, people. I think, we're, I think we're good today. The, medi- the meteorite. You know what? Hold on. We're going to end on the meteorite. Oh, yeah. This is fantastic. This way. This is a meteorite. It weighs, I don't know, it's flipping heavy. And I love it. Um, it's surprisingly heavy. It's always a crowd pleaser with the kids. And it's like one of those, it's one of those, uh, not um, heirlooms. What are the things that they're called? More cool rocks. Okay, hold on. We'll do, we'll do some cool rocks. Meteorite. Good. My favorite. Oh, shit. I got a um, pirateized egg. It's just a piece of pyrite that was in the form of an egg. I think we got this in Texas. And this is my favorite. It's an actual mass mortality plate, not a composite. Trilobites between like, I don't know, 150 million and 600 million years old. I forget which ones these are. Actual mass mortality plate. Beautiful. Yeah, this was, this was a splurge. This was $400. And I think I got a discount on it. That was one of the more expensive fossils that I've ever bought. But I, I, there's one thing I forgot to mention. Who knows what this is? Let's see who's been here for a little while. In the chat, who knows what's in this bag? First person to get it is going to get a congratulations. Uh, Molten Salt says it's not real. I was told it's real. I would feel that is fake. It's not fake, people. It's not fake. You can tell you if I get close. Well, yeah, look at that. It's not not fake. Anyways, even if it is fake, I think it's real. And that's what matters when it comes to fossils. Who knows what's in the bag? Do I... Something's chunky in here. Hold on one second. Is one of the kids putting something in the bag? So far, no one's got it. It's not dino poop. It's not family jewels. It's definitely not gold. Oh, well, here's a hint. (laughs) People might question my sanity after this. People, Babu. This is my dog. Uh, That was Babu, the pug. Babu, the blind pug was the best dog we ever had. I, I say that, but Winston, the current dog, is the best dog. Pudge is the best dog. Winston, the bull mastiff I had growing up, was the best dog. Uh, I had never actually... Um, I had never... Uh, what's the word? Incinerate? What's it called when you turn to ash? What's the word when you, take that, when you turn something to ash? Cremated. I've never cremated a dog before. So we cremated Babu. Big fat pug. When he went blind, everybody go to YouTube and just look up Babu the blind pug and you'll see some of the funniest stuff on earth. He was the great dog, but um, he was like almost 40 pounds when he died and he's turned into a big bag of ashes. Never seen ashes in a bag. (laughs) Well, they had had urns that were more expensive. I just went with the uh, standard, standard cremation. 
Okay, uh, that should be an uplifting end to the stream, not a, not a sad end. Come here, listen, listen. Hey, hey, hey. All right, just, oh yeah, there you go, there you go. I'm gonna go walk the dog now. This is Winston, also the best dog ever, tied with all the other ones. What do you have to say to everybody? I am the master of the universe. Do not disobey, Winston. Okay, I'm gonna go walk him. So thank you all for being here. Have a wonderful day. Uh, remember, it is a white pill. Uh, there is beauty out there. And so the trick is to see past the immediate short-term lunacy, depravity, and um, uh, darkness to see uh, beyond the horizon. There is beauty, there is optimism, and I think things will be changing sooner than later. I'm going to figure out a way to do what I can to help the people uh, up north in Florida and also up north in Canada where they have been hit by, I forget, the hurricane that hit the east coast of Canada. So stay tuned for some news on that. Uh, always conduct yourselves in a way that would make your parents, children, real or not real, potential or not, and pets proud. And you can do no wrong. Sunday night, we're going to have a great stream. May go live at some point tomorrow, but I may just um, try to do another non non-law, non-current events related video with the family. So everybody, let me see if I'm not missing anything in the chat. Dogs are the best. Winston can smell baboos ashes. No, I don't think so. Um, Laters Viva, have a great weekend. Doctor, 1872, DR. There are vendors who sell handcrafted wood boxes for ashes that are very reasonably priced. Ah, we've gotten used to the bag in there. That's Lou's Grammy. Peace out, Zip369. That is going to be where we're going to end it. Go, enjoy the rest of the day. Exercise, fresh air, talk to people in real life. And deep breath down to the diaphragm is what I've been told. Go, see you tomorrow, but no later than Sunday.